find out if it's rock and roll eyes or rock and roll lies joe how was your week the whole week uh is busy tom and then uh like i'd mentioned last week i rolled up to kansas city missouri as they call it missouri and uh did crypticon and it was busy tom it was busy you know, Friday when these shows open and we're just still kind of sitting there because people, like the VIPs, they rush to the uh, celebrities and get their autographs real quick and everything. And that's what they do, get in line. They pay extra to get in line a little early. Well, prepared to sit there, but no, fucking people came to the table and they bought some shit. And I'm uh, very grateful to the people of Kansas City and the surrounding area that came out and... uh and bought some shirts, bought quite a few shirts. So thank you, people of Missouri. Uh, well, how was the show? It sounds like you're a little tuckered out. I'm a bit tired. Uh, yeah, the show was, I mean, I don't know. Like, honestly, I didn't think they had a really good guest list. I didn't think their guest list was strong. I didn't know what to expect, you know, but I've always made money at this show, enough money for me to at least keep coming back. But, uh, fuck, man, people were out, you know, all three days, even Sunday. And by Sunday, it was just like, oh, yeah, I got a medium left in this. And, oh, and that, I have a small and a 3X, but people will keep on buying it. You know, they were like, yeah, I'll make it work. Fuck it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll just cut the print off and sew it on the back of my jean vest. Yeah, yeah, they'll do that. Or, you know, I'll turn it into a nice old cum rag. I was like, okay. Mm. Like, you know, what you do with it after you buy it is your business, you know? As long as you buy it. Yeah, and uh, didn't really spend a whole lot of money, you know? That was a, 
a lady that had some cool pins that I bought for uh, my daughter. But uh, if she's listening, well, I didn't say which pins, huh? But anyway. Uh, which pins did you pick up? Oh, so I got her the... Uh, um, but yeah, other than that, you know, it was uh, it was at an embassy suites. And, you know... You oh, know, shit, happy we, hour. Yeah, well... I mean, I was stuck at the table, but, uh, you know, every embassy suites has a nice fountain you can sit by and listen to the flowing water. Uh, but we didn't stay at embassy suites. We stayed at some other place because I think when uh, when I booked this shit, I looked at the room prices. and I'm like, no, that's fucking crazy. We're not staying there. And so I just kept on, like, clicking and clicking until I found, hey, this place seems all right. Super 8, you know. Uh, on the way there i start looking like what did i fucking rent you know or what did i book and it's got horrible reviews fucking horrible <laughs> like i don't i think there was one good review probably written by somebody that's like affiliated with whoever fucking owns it or something everything else was bad uh not the worst room i've ever stayed in you know not at all i'd say the place that we stopped either on the way to indiana like that place was worse than this. Uh, there was some issues with the toilet. Like if you didn't like, I don't know, jiggle the thing just right, the toilet would keep running. So I lifted up the old tank, and uh, instead of replacing the chain, they had a grocery bag that was tied to one <laughs> end of the thing. You know, I wanted to call that. Hey, can you guys uh, get us a, a new grocery bag so we can uh, <laughs> we can fix it? Uh. Yeah, but the embassy suites aren't that uh, ridiculously priced compared to these things usually being at like Marriott's and Hilton's and shit. I'm guessing you uh, booked this show during the dark times. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because and that would, you know, that explains a lot of the shit that I booked lately. Because, yeah, the dark times were very like, man, I got to be frugal. I got to do whatever to... I don't know that I'm going to make money, so I don't want to spend too much money. Mm. So, yeah, we did that. We got there and this, uh, I don't know what ethnicity this guy was, but he had kind of like uh, orangish hair. It was weird, weird looking hair and an orangish beard. And, you know, he, you know, are, are you in town for Ariana Grande show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's my cousin. Yeah. So we're here to see her. Oh, very good. Very good. You know, so checked in later on. I'm checking out, hey, what's going on in Kansas City? Ariana Grande is not playing. You know, it's Taylor Swift that's playing for two nights out there. And uh, there was nobody at this place when we checked in uh, Thursday. But Friday after we got back from the show, it was like super fucking crowded. Like, like the parking lot was just full. Uh, with uh the horror crowd or the taylor swift crowd the taylor swift crowd because we were we were like maybe a five minute drive away from where everybody was staying you know not a oh, five shit. minute walk like uh like texas frightmare weekend like that we had sucks. a five minute drive it wasn't too bad a drive but it did like limit our amount of drinking you know we uh we didn't get sloppy drunk the whole time there which is okay uh, we got to see more of Kansas City. We went to go check out a couple of record stores. Ate at uh, 
some bar called Grinders. <laughs> Shout out to you, Corey. Yeah. Fucking nut. <laughs> <laughs> the food here was not good. Not good at all. Um, yeah, then, you know, kept selling shit. Kept, you know, that's it. Saw my buddy Ari Lehman play his set, you know, and uh, he's all right. People can talk as much shit about him as he wants, but, you know, he's fucking getting by on this thing. So good good on you, Corey. And you actually can fucking sing, you know, and, and play that guitar well. For a three-man band, they're pretty good. Uh, Did you get uh, a record from him? I, he gave me a record, Tom. Thank you, Ari. <laughs> Gold record? Thanks a lot, buddy. Uh, let's see. So the next day, yeah, more... more uh, more of that shit and so the thing about the super eight right across the street was a casino the argosy you know so went in there and sat down at some of those machines i usually don't play those machines you know i'm a table game guy i like to play craps or or blackjack but roop doesn't do any of that so so I said, ah, fuck it. I'll sit at one of these machines and just like press buttons and like let it eat up my <laughs> like that, you know. Was oh, it well, a fuck. fucking uh, two walled casino with those rustic letters you'd get from Hobby Lobby that spelled out casino? No, it was actually a really nice place, you know. So Bokeem Woodbine wasn't working there. No, it was not. <laughs> but, uh, but again, you know, like I looked it up. You know, and because my concern when I go to a casino are the drinks free, you know, you know, like Vegas, you go to Vegas or you, even Louisiana, you fucking gamble there. As long as you're gambling, they're going to liquor you up so you can keep gambling. They don't seem to know that shit in Oklahoma and they don't know that shit in Missouri. So, no, you know, had to pay for a few beers, but pretty quick on this machine it starts making some noises you know and the wheels start just fucking turning you know it wasn't much but it was only a quarter machine so i came out of that thing a hundred dollars up so it's like yeah fuck yeah uh that's something so we did that uh tried to look for some good local beer found a dunkel that was pretty good but everything else there was all it's all ipas man Everywhere you go, it's fucking IPAs. You know, nobody has like a good fucking anything, anything else. You know, so the Dunkel was pretty good. I would drink that shit again. I forgot to take a picture of it. But, uh, yeah, then that Sunday did did the show, and we hardly had anything left. So packed up, loadout was easy, and we were on the road early. So we got back in record time, Tom record time what is record time uh like what it says seven and a half hours what it says on the gps we actually made that and actually got faster that because it rerouted us to some turnpike that was like 80 miles per hour on that turnpike like fuck yeah man that's some good shit uh but no i definitely would do this show again which i always have i always continue to make money there i'd say one of the things that helped me out this year is that there was no other t-shirt vendors there. I was the only guy. Uh, usually our buddies at Paul Bear are there, but they decided to say, fuck this show. Like, we hate the people from Missouri. And they went to a Mad Monster Party in Arizona instead. Hopefully they did well. I haven't 
I haven't talked to Craig or, or Christian. We shall see. I'll be talking to Christian uh, this week, I think. This week, I think. But that was that was the week. Got a lot of work piled up uh, for this week and next week. And good shit right now, man. The dark times, they suck. But when they're over, fuck yeah, they're over, man. I'm glad about that. Uh, but your week, Tom, was much more interesting than mine. Yeah, it was. It's a kind of a blur since it's Monday now. Like I'm used to doing all this shit Sunday, so it just kind of reset and it's all out of my brain. So are we going to have a hell of a time trying to remember all these movies I watched at the beginning of the week and at the middle of the week went, oh shit, this is a lot of movies. I should stop watching them so I re- remember it. I don't know. How, now, luckily uh, for how me, I only watched one movie. So, mm. you know, you like talking, so they'll get to hear you ramble on about all these movies that you watched. But the rest. Hey, of- tell us about the drive back. Aside from all that, Tom, how was <laughs> the rest of your week? You know? Yeah, I don't know. That, that new restaurant you tried, how was that? No, went to the old uh, beer hole today. Got another thing different off their menu. I've had, uh, I would say at this point, 75% of their menu, which honestly isn't much because it's only one page. So uh, fries are still the only thing they're worth a fuck. Do you get a plate after you drink all their menus or something or something on the after wall? I drink all their menus? Yeah, yeah, drink everything on the menu. No, it's uh just trying to find something worth the fuck. <laughs> the fries, even yeah, I mean, the fries are good, but I mean, it's fucking it's like a beer place, but it's all like weird uppity fucking white people food. I don't know. Like, they don't just have a regular, hey, get this fucking bacon cheeseburger. Oh, we got this candy-peppered bacon with anoli sauce and shit. It's just like, come on, motherfucker. Just, are you really going to say, hey, can I get this, but can you just make it a regular fucking burger, please? But it doesn't matter, because the buns they use suck. (laughs) So, Just like Bartello's. Fucking pricks. See you Friday, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> I might start driving 30 minutes out and be like, eh, I don't feel like going anymore That's a fucking long drive From Frisco to fucking uh, Mesquite or whatever you're fucking doing And then back here or, or I don't know, it's a lot of driving Yeah, how far is uh, Mesquite from where you are? I would say Depending on traffic, maybe 40 minutes And if you're going to Frisco, that's like another 20, 25. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I might just stay home. (laughs) Sell all this stuff at discounted prices. Probably make more than I will this weekend, but don't see a lot of action going on the internets for this show for this weekend. So we'll see. When we did it, uh that one year i mean i did all right you know i don't know it's grown a little since then you know the haunters crowd tom yeah that's why i just kind of slopped shit together 
really fucking hastily and I'll sell it cheaper because I know the Haunters crowd. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going to be on a book convention. Uh, Turns out, and this is really weird, because uh, I thought my show was Saturday and Sunday, and it's a uh, fucking Friday and Saturday. Lisa reminds it's like, no, your show's Friday. So there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way they would start this show on a Friday. Yep, sure enough. Mm. From three to nine on Friday, which is ridiculous, but I don't know. I'll be there. I'm the only one not selling books. I think I'm going to do pretty well. Hey, come on down Sunday. I have an extra vendor pass. I might do that with you. I might hang out. <laughs> oh, thanks. All right. We'll iron all that out after the show because people don't want to hear about this. They want to hear about what you watched. Fuck. I'm going to try, dude. I'm going to try. Let me uh, take a little liquid reminder for the audio listeners. That was me lifting up the can and tapping on it. and We'll start fucking this chicken. You know, on Sundays, we usually get at least one person watching live. Yeah, well. Shame. Let me flip on over to the chat real quick. Let's see. Um, no one's there. I trip to the comments. All right. All right. Now, let me go no one's back. there. To us, no one's there. Mm-mm. That's all right. This is the last episode, Joe. Yeah. I figured Red would be on, but he's probably sneaking into museums or some shit right now. They fucking damn. They totally uh, renovated that thing since I was there ten or so years ago. And that's have in you have... right? That's the history of uh, homosexual dinosaurs. <laughs> No, <laughs> this is somewhere in the Arizona nothingness off of I-10. It's a tourist trap called The Thing. When I went there, it was like a, just like a rickety tin corridor that was windy and shit. It legit looked like something from the Hills Have Eyes that those motherfuckers would be living in. And you'd see like the tin falling off the wall, and you just see that it's like a fucked up ass backyard desert. Nothing. I was walking through that shit like legit, feeling like someone's gonna rape and or eat me, because it was just like someone's just gonna pop out, like, "Oh, I got your fat boy. Let me eat them breasts." <laughs> but you know, I'm still here. But yeah, it was uh just a bunch of bullshit. Like, hey, look at this old farming equipment. Hey, it's a mobster's car. Hey, come look in this glass case at the end. It's a mummy. And that was the thing. Like, that was the big attraction. The thing, it was just a... It probably was some fucking poor Mexican lady from a couple hundred years ago. (laughs) But yeah, it was whatever. And then I see the videos he's posting... And it's all like these fucking dinosaur and alien statues. It's like, man. And it looks like they actually put, like, built around it to make it air conditioning and, like, somewhere you didn't didn't feel like you were going to get molested stopping at this fucking tourist trap. But, yeah, after seeing his videos, I, that, well, I fucking don't plan on driving the fucking I-10 that far out anymore. So I wouldn't have the chance to ever. So, hey, if you ever find yourself driving and you see those tourist traps and shit, you might as well stop. 
I keep kicking myself. Well, not keep kicking myself, but I thought about it again. Like, oh, I did that Kentucky fucking run a couple times. And I never stopped at Dinosaur Land or whatever the fuck it was. So if I ever do that trip again, maybe I'll have to stop at old Dinosaur Land and Bowling Green, Kentucky or wherever the fuck it Is was. Is it Bowling Green? Okay. Somewhere around there by the car museum or whatever the yeah fuck. that corvette museum yeah yeah um yeah no like i saw a bunch of trucks on the road and i was like man i wonder if red's in any of these you know it's like i'm thinking god damn like there's so many trucks on the road and they're hauling this shit and i think you gotta thank a trucker man you really gotta thank a trucker but then we got on this back road you know and there was a fucking truck ahead of us and it's just going slow as fuck and we're stuck behind it and i'm thinking fuck these truckers man all they do is slow everything down. Fuck y'all. Stay off of the back roads. God damn, man. I know there's dollar generals in every little town, but shit. Shit. Piss me off. Sorry, sorry to hear Fuck, man. Fuck. He's probably pissing in a jug at the time, so he didn't have the fucking gas pedal fully depressed. <laughs> Talk about depressed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of depressed, it's been Speaking a wild depressed, summer. Movies, yeah, the wild. <laughs> hey, Joe, does that guy look familiar? Wait, you can't really it. see it, but it's you. My spectacle. <laughs> it's you on the cover, Joe. <laughs> on the top. Oh, at the bottom. With the robe. With the robes. No, no, at the at the bottom with the. Speaking of happy birthday, back. Ronnie James Dio. I know you can't hear me because you're dead, but. Happy birthday. But you can still hear him, Joe. Yes. But you can still hear him. So, yeah, this is a death to metal. This is a wild eye joint. It is about a uh, preacher at a Catholic church, I'm guessing. And he's all fire and brimstone, Old Testament shit. Just, oh, you do this, you're going to hell. You shouldn't be doing this. Be scared of everything. Blah, 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 blah. In the fucking, like, the guy who runs the church, the father, or the head molester, whatever you want to call it. He's like, slow down now. You're scaring everybody. Take two weeks off. And get your mind right. Figure out what you want out of life. What you want out of this church. And he has a mental breakdown. Because this is his whole life. Like, oh, gosh darn it. How could you do this to me? Oh, I'm preaching the word of God and all this. Ooh. So he does what any amateur would do when they're mad. And he starts drinking. <laughs> Not the blood of Christ or anything, but... A little bottle of booze. So then he makes another amateur mistake. And he gets in a car and starts driving. So he's all mad. Oh, I'm drunk and driving and mad now. And then, oh, he swerves off the road. And he hits a drum of toxic waste. And it turns him into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. So after this fucking preacher turns into the toxic Avenger, he puts a little robe on, 
makes a cross sword thing out of a fence or some shit and then starts killing all the metal heads in town because they're having a a big giant metal festival that's the biggest show that this promoter's ever put on and there's like maybe 20 people there but they're shooting it to make you think that there's a lot of people there and then it's just this fucking toxic avenger motherfucker going around and just killing metalheads and shit it was okay like better than your average wild eye movie for sure uh i thought all the music was pretty fucking terrible not sure if these are real bands or not but i mean like they had shitty names but <laughs> a lot of these bands nowadays have some pretty shitty names i think one of them was grandma incinerator sounds like it was made up but i could believe that being i could see that real, yeah, for sure yeah. so uh all the music was pretty fucking terrible but it was all right. It was worth a watch. It's like your basic gimmick slasher movie, like something you would have seen come out in the 90s, except the music probably would have been a little better. It's just a lot of that screaming, growling bullshit. I fucking, <laughs> I don't go for that shit at all. But I don't really go for music at all. Unfortunately, I picked another fucking music list this week, and I should probably stop doing that shit. <laughs> I ain't singing shit later i'm a bit tired mm. but tom i did watch uh a couple of things i forgot about i watched a uh another episode of the tv movie the wild wild world of mystery remember that last one i talked about about that lady that had the tv up in the attic and the aliens like seduced her and came to invade well this one was called the cloning Clifford Swimmer. <laughs> Sounds like a made-up fucking name there, Joe. So this guy, Clifford Swimmer is his last name. He's a real son of a bitch, Tom. He's there <laughs> talking to his uh, therapist, you know, telling him how shitty his life is, how he fucking hates his job, he hates his wife, his stepson's a little piece of shit, and he just wants to take off and you know, get a boat, you know, buy a boat, and live off of the Bahamas with this chick he's been banging from work. That's all he wants to do. So, uh, just so happens that the psychiatrist dabbles in genetics and shit. And says, hey, how about I just clone you? And you go run off and do your shit and your clone can take your place. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, he does. He clones him. <laughs> The guy takes off with the chick he's been fucking, leaves the clone there, and the clone's like like uh, an amnesiac, you know, but he's, you know, looks just like the dude. So he's like, no, this is your life, you know, and it's like he's a lot nicer to the wife and shit. He doesn't drink. But turns out this dude, uh, the original guy, he'd got into some fucking uh, business with some mobster people and like some loan sharks, borrowed a shitload of money for them. So they're beating up the clone. You know, but the psychiatrist finds out. I said, no, I'll pay these motherfuckers off. Because he's trying to learn from this whole experience. You know, like, what would this clone do in this situation? This situation. Well, as should be no surprise, the guy's there on the boat with this chick. And she's just a whore. 
<laughs> she's out fucking everybody on the islands and so he just gets fed up with her and kills her and sinks the boat and decides you know what i'm gonna go take my old life back comes back and is just a prick again to the wife and kills his clone so he can take his life back over you know shoots it all in the face and everything so it can't be identified but the police are confused hey it has this guy has your fingerprints. Well, that's weird, you know. Um, so he's all fed up with it, and still, you know, he's he's again doesn't like the wife, and she's all like, "Why are you acting like this? You were so fucking great for the last six months." Hey, fuck you! Shut up. <laughs> I was thrown down a smokestack, you <laughs> bitch. You dumb, boring bitch. Yeah, he's dude's great at playing this role. He's he's fucking amazing. Uh, and then it ends that the fucking uh, psychiatrist is cloning the wife and kid. I don't know why. There's no explanation for that. There's no, even thinking about it, there's no logical reason for him to be doing this. You know, the guy's still a prick. He still has the fucking mob after him. And that's it. It just ends like that, showing like the clones growing in some fucking lab. But uh, weird. It is a weird, weird thing. It is on a... Uh, on YouTube, the cloning of Clifford Swimmer. Even a weird fucking title. But uh, definitely worth a watch. I would check it out. I'd watch it again just because the guy is so good at playing an asshole. Playing a prick. And it's on uh, it's on network. It aired on network TV. So it's not like he can cuss her out and call her a whore. But damn, does the, he make her feel like a stupid whore. And it's interesting. Interesting shit. This is based on a true story? So? Yes, yes. I see. Based on those lambs that they did, uh, Sally or whatever, the cloned lambs. Like, what was it, Mustang? Mustang Sally? Was that it? Guess you better ride or something. I don't Fucking know. Fucking bitch. Well, going back to a, a wild summer, Joe. <laughs> it's not only a wild summer, but... It's Christmas in July with the Christmas Craft Fair Massacre. Mm. You ever been to a craft fair, Tom? Uh, yeah, you know, I've done shows in Houston. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, have you ever been to a craft fair, Joe? I have. I've been. Yeah. Oh, look, you made a earrings out of bottle caps and just stuck a picture in there in the boxy. That's cool. Yarn. You're sweet. And you're selling that. Okay. (laughs) Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, uh, fuck, man. This movie's pretty great. (laughs) Have you ever seen uh, The Abomination? Yes. Have you ever seen... uh, Replicator? I've not seen Replicator. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. Well, Abomination's all right. It's a pretty, pretty decent low budget monster movie. So this one was made 40 years later or so by the same guy who made the Abomination. And Replicator? Yes. So this was the first movie he's uh, made or worked on. And I think the special feature said uh, 
12 or 20 years ago or in 12 or 20 years in the behind the scenes thing he's uh talking about yeah the folks from wild eye came down and shot all this uh bonus stuff for the uh new blu-ray release of abomination so when they were here i met this gentleman named mark polonia and he and i got to talking and you know i thought i did well with my measly little 20 some movies and he's over here making some 80 some movies telling me how he shot it for nothing on a camera. So I took my cell phone and shot a movie, and would you know, the theater to premiere it cost more than the whole movie combined. (laughs) So Christmas Craft Fair Massacre, Joe, is about a... uh, It was shot on a Nokia uh, (laughs) 3... We'll we'll get to well I mean I can I can do it now. When I was watching this movie for like the first twenty-ish minutes, I was just like, is this shit made by middle schoolers? <laughs> Maybe early high schoolers at the latest? I mean like good for them. They're fucking, you know, it's put together. And it's kind of a movie. Yeah, I mean, good for these kids. <laughs> and then I started. Bebe's kids. I was just like, hey, Tom, you know, this is taking place in a high school and shit, but there's no kids in this fucking movie. <laughs> the youngest people in this movie are like in their mid-30s. And everybody else is, some would consider elderly. And the main character is this old man, probably in, I mean, 70s would probably be fair. And he's like an old hippie. And they angle the camera so you can't tell that he's reading all of his lines off and keep in mind he's the lead character so he's in the movie a lot but you know you can just look at his eyes and you see him darting back and forth and then you realize how he's delivering the lines like oh yeah he's totally totally just reading the lines off a board and then i finish this movie and it turns hey joe that's the guy who made the movie. <laughs> he wasn't just a hired actor. <laughs> One of the director's friends. It was the director, Joe. <sighs> I wasn't even drunk. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. I had a great time with this, Joe. I had an as you would say, muy excelente. <laughs> I highly, highly recommend everybody picking up a DVD copy of the Christmas Craft Fair Massacre and Tim making Gross, it. who watches all the massacre movies, if you're listening, there's another one to put on your list right there at Wild Eye. 
Uh, but everybody, make this part of your uh, Christmas viewing tradition because I'm, I'm going to and I'm going to watch it pretty drunk next <laughs> time. <laughs> oh, it is. It's something. It involves a fucking uh, a satanic cult and a killer in a bucket head mask. And the killer in the bucket head mask is also the director so he's playing dual roles and one of the people in the movie the youngest person in the movie this balding 36 year old he's just smiling like this the whole time with just that pedophile mustache that people (laughs) think that they should start wearing again and he's just delivering his lines and he just oh yeah babe i'll wait for you out here and that's how he delivers every single one of his lines. Oh, fuck. The realization I had when I fuck, I'm just like, I don't think this is made by children, Thomas. Would, would highly, highly recommend. It's good stuff, Joe. Hot stuff. And that. Well, I mean, I still got uh, three Wild Eye movies left, but they're all Polonias. So, this uh, documentary here, Tom, uh, Metal, A Headbanger's Journey. I talked about this one some time back. This is a very good documentary. Now, when Roop was here the night before we took off on the road, decided to watch the... uh, special features which you know that's something i really don't do but there was a documentary here that is uh on norwegian black metal um so they uh but they show a clip of the they show a few clips of of the documentary and in the documentary he talks about norwegian black metal how they were burning churches and there was a few murders and shit associated with it so he did a Q&A there in Norway, and I guess the people that could speak English, they asked him, hey, why the fuck did you just focus on the bad shit of Norwegian metal? You know, they did more here than, you know, burn churches and shit. That was just, you know, a few bands. And he's like, oh, I guess he felt guilty and felt he had to, you know, make up for that. So he did a little mini documentary on Norwegian black metal, and it, co- it covers a few bands but then it kind of wanders off and he's like fucking like, you know, taking one of those sky cabs and like looking at old churches and just, you know, Oh, what a wonderful country, dude, you're just kissing ass at this point, you know, fuck it. You know, you made your movie. You don't have to apologize to anybody. You know, that's not going to get more people to watch your shit later on. So that, yeah, this documentary on Norwegian black metal, shitty shitty special feature but then he has some uh, extended interviews with uh with people that he talked to in the in the real documentary and uh it's with just about everybody in there and those are pretty good they're little clips that are funny that i didn't know why they didn't make the documentary i guess for time you know you run out of time on that shit and you got to cut stuff out. like some people don't cut stuff out now and they probably should but uh yeah so Sorry. he talks to lemmy and talks to Dio, talks to a bunch of people. And Lemmy's 
one of the cool ones. He's got like three clips from Lemmy where Lemmy's saying, oh, yeah, people say they don't give a fuck about fame. They don't give a fuck about money. Why else are you doing this shit? Of course you do. Of course you do. You know, this is exactly what you want. Why else would you get up on a stage and present yourself in front of anybody if you don't want fame and fortune? So, truth. Truth from Lemmy once again. Damn. It's like that time you played Camp Zool. Yeah. I guess you were just doing it for the fame and fortune. Mm-hmm. Did he really play <laughs> Camp Zool? You did, you fuck. Oh, I thought... Uh, <laughs> When he was dead. What? <laughs> like, how long they've been doing this? <laughs> yeah, three we've years. Show on the road to Camp Zool for fame and fortune, and everybody's watching tonight that was there in that. Uh, in that one yes, because we have one viewer. <laughs> oh fuck. Well, I mean, did they interview Grandma Incinerator? Did they get no, that? Did that Grandma no. Incinerator, unfortunately. That's yeah. a shame. But the documentary itself is is worth picking up. I'm, I don't know where the fuck I found this. I'm glad I did, though. I'll watch it the again. Garbage? Maybe. <laughs> hey, look, they threw away some perfectly good DVDs here. Hey, Joe, you like wars? Wars? Well, I think when I think about war, I always think, what is it good for? Absolutely fucking nothing. Hmm. Say it again. Say it again, man. <laughs> well, Joe, probably don't like L.A., do you? La, it's, it's a good prefix to some <laughs> things, yes. Mostly feminine things. Yes. <laughs> well, Joe... If you put them both together and throw Vince Murdaco in there, you've got L.A. Wars. This one was pretty good. Is that like is, BD? Is that what's this, on? This is an MVD Rewind collection. <laughs> okay. You're familiar with them, correct? Trying to get rid of one of their, uh, <laughs> their sets this past weekend. Couldn't do it. No, you never <laughs> will. Couldn't do it. I don't know. Houston's coming up, Tom. Mm. It's a bodybuilder chick. Houston is a, uh, you know, open no, no. I, I swear it's John Michael Thor. It's not a lady. <laughs> so L.A. Wars. It's uh, it's about a cop or an ex-cop who's now a bouncer at a Good dive band, bar. Ex-cop. Ice T's fucking reform thing. So, anyways, uh, this ex-cop named Jake Quinn, I think, or maybe it's Jake Jaquin. Okay. L little fuzzy on that, but uh, he uh, he's one of these guys who beats your ass first and doesn't even bother with asking questions. Fuck yeah. And he's He's doing shit his way because it's the right way, motherfucker. I tried to so, fund it, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, he sees some lady getting roughed up. And when I see he sees some lady getting roughed up, I mean her and her chauffeur are going out of a store 
and the car swings around, blocks him in in the front. Another car swings around, blocks him in in the back. And then the fucking people get out, shoot the fuck out of the car, the chauffeur, and try to kidnap her. But old Jay Quinn comes up and he and fucking Luke Kang's everybody, even though he's a white guy, and he <laughs> saves the lady. Turns out that's the daughter of the biggest mob boss in America, Joe. So uh, the cops, they say, oh, shit, you son of a bitch. We'll give you your motherfucking badge back if you go and get us information and shit. And he says, all right, but I'm doing it by my rules. So he gets a job as her bodyguard, the daughter of the mob boss. They start fucking and shit. The mob boss is number two is like this little rat face weasel fuck. And uh, he has a thing for the uh, mob boss's daughter, his dick. He tries to rape her. The fucking no one's having that. The bodyguard, not the mob boss. They kick him out and said, you're dead to me. Never come back to the Olive Garden or I'll fucking kill you. So he goes to the uh, Mexican gang. And the head of the Mexican gang is your boy, the fucking guy who started this fucking series where we just watch a fucking series of movies on this show. Old Rodrigo. So he's there trying to speak English poorly. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns into the WAPs versus the fucking Mexicans. And hilarity ensues, Joe. This one is pretty fucking good. <laughs> grab some beer, grab your dick, and watch L.A. Wars. Would recommend for sure. Not as good as Action USA, but if you were to watch this and L.A. Wars together, you'll have a fucking great time. So like, there's I'm- a lot of squibs and shit like that, but like towards the end, one of the lady henchmen, she just gets a knife thrown in her fucking head and just a giant blood explosion happens. It's fucking awesome. Teach that slit who's boss. Are there any extras or is your usual MVD uh, <laughs> uh, No, it's a rewind thing, so there's a lot. Like that box right there? Yeah. I didn't watch any of them. At some point, I will. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty fucking great, Joe. (laughs) They got this shit. I got this shit used on Amazon. Shout out to Amazon's fucking use section. You can find some fucking deals there for sure. But usually, it's only one copy. Someone stepped on it or the slipcase got a little... So they'll mark it down. But, excuse me. Hamilton book does have it for like fucking 18 bucks. And I think this shit's like fucking 27 or something. So definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Hot stuff. Good stuff, Joe. You got anything um, to say? Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I read a book or I should say reread a book. This is a book. Was- I think. We had to read in the seventh grade. Maybe you've read it, Tom, called uh, The Call of the Wild by Jack no. London. No? Had to read this shit in the seventh grade. 
and uh, this book's fucking awesome. This book's about a dog that uh, the fucking gardener, the dog lives at a fancy home. The gardener says, fuck it, I'm selling this dog. You know, I need some extra cash. And he sells it, and the dog ends up going to the fucking uh, the Arctic, you know, the fucking, or Canada, or wherever the fuck it's called. Damn, is this a thing prequel? where they're uh, mining for gold and shit, so they need sled dogs, you know, and the dog learns real quick, hey, they'll beat the fuck out of you if you don't do what they say. But the dog ends up, you know, fucking growing and becoming, like, leader of the fucking sled dogs. and like Leader of the pack. And uh, switches owners and, you know, a bunch of different adventures, and it's fucking great, but uh, a lot of bad shit happens to dogs and everything. You know, it's because people suck. People are fucking stupid, but but the shit's badass. But I read it in seventh grade, and it just reading it now made me realize how man most of the English teachers I had were fucking shitty. They fucking sucked. How could they not present something this good to kids that young <laughs> and make it fucking exciting? Make it to where you're the dumbest thing teachers can do is like when you're reading a book or studying a book in school, it's like, okay, you're going to read. You're having dumb fucking young assholes that don't know how to read. Present this fucking book to people, you know, like, uh, the wolf turned the corner. Why doesn't the teacher just fucking read it? get you into it then fucking like, <laughs> well joe that's then, because we all assume you went to a mexican school and the students spoke better english than the teachers maybe <laughs> maybe but yeah you're gonna teach me read me this book the shit sucks man the shit you know the education system just sucks you know and so say like, hey here's a multiple fucking choice thing about this book hey write this little paper about this book you read and don't give a fuck about it. and i don't give a fuck either as your teacher just fucking do it let me get through this day uh yeah so this book is great but it it just fucking this shows children's me. book school sucks it's not a fucking children's book <laughs> well joe come it. on you write it in seventh grade so like, motherfuckers no, are reading goosebumps. No, there's a lot of fucking <laughs> things in here. It's like, why didn't they fucking like explain this shit right? You know, fuck these teachers. They're they're paid too much, dude. The fucking teachers are paid too much. Need pay cuts, mm. all fucking around. Cancel summer. I mean, while the kids are doing summer, they should teach these fuckers how to teach. I was like, no, you're coming back here. You're fucking. You're gonna learn how to do this right. You can inspire the next generation so they don't just go and like fucking decide to make t-shirts and masks and shit so they can actually do something productive in the world i don't know what'd you watch tom you hear that we want the gold sucker edward james almost we coming for you all right i'm gonna head out <laughs> How do I get to these kids? <laughs> Joe. 24. <laughs> I watched Black Cobra, the Fred Williamson classic. Ah. Best custom shirts.com. 
You ever see this one, Joe? Nope. Oh, all right. It was a request. Yeah. Uh, it's not good. And there's like four of these movies. Yeah. I got uh, this urban action movie pack. It's like 15 movies on uh, four discs. Turns out they're printed on DVDRs. And the fucking movies on there are like VHS rips ripped from like second or third generation VHSs. <laughs> so it looks worse than if you were just to find one that somebody uploaded on YouTube. And I watched it. Uh, I'm going to try and remember what it's about since, <laughs> you know, I've been chopping up these Fred Williamson reviews and putting them up on YouTube. But, uh, no, I don't. This isn't the one where he gets beat up and sent to Italy. This is an Italian movie. So, right there, it's just like, ah, well, that's why it sucks. It's a fucking Italian movie, and they just hired Fred Williamson. Ah, shit. Let me look up my review, and maybe that'll (laughs) refresh because I don't remember fucking shit about this one, man. Oh, shit. I remember there's some fucking Watt Broadies trying to protect or something, but in every movie, Fred Williamson's always like, once you go white, that's it. Can't go back. So all these movies is just him and white broads, but... Let me try and Black Cobra. Here we go. And this one, Fred Williamson has to protect a lady from a vicious gang of crotch rocket enthusiasts because the lady witnessed the gang murdering a hoe and she took pictures of that shit. Okay, so there's a photographer lady. She's going home one night and... uh like, I guess we're supposed to think it's people partying in the house, having a good time, but motherfuckers are obviously getting strangled and hit over the head and lamps and shit, because you see it like Home Alone silhouette style and shit. <laughs> so she's just like, oh, mate, something ain't right here. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah. So she walks over there with her goofy-ass Peter Parker camera that hangs around her neck and is fucking big as a cinder block. The gang members come out and there's like, whoa, oh, so does the fucking lady with her neck slit. She also comes out of the house and just falls over. So the fucking guy, the gang of crotch rot, like the fucking these guys are supposed to be like super toughs and shit, the big villains of the movie. And they're just riding around on like Kawasaki's and shit. <laughs> they're a gang of rapists who drive fucking Kawasaki ninjas and what have you. So they can get away quickly without being heard. Zoom in and out of traffic. <laughs> Man, if I didn't need doors on my car, I'd always open that shit when they come. <laughs> but you know, this isn't Jurassic Park and I don't drive a Jeep, so I need my yeah. fucking doors. And my arm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, Fred Williamson just protects this lady because she took pictures of him and then ran away because that giant flashball blinded him. So now he's working with the cops. I think he's a mercenary. Maybe he's not. But in the end, he protects the lady and they all live happily ever after, except for all the fucking white people they shot. 
it was pretty boring and lousy. I can't remember a lot because it was pretty boring and lousy. Uh, tune in next week to see if I remember what the fuck Black Cobra 2 was about. Fastcustomershow.com. <laughs> oh, shit. You got him all the way up to Black Cobra 4? No. In oh. fact, now that I think about it, Black Cobra, there are two movies from that same era named Black Cobra, and one of them is more of like a sexy movie. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But two has a decent poster. We'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see, Joe. You got anything else to talk Nothing about? Nothing else, Tom. Nothing all else. right. Well, I do, Joe. Damn. <laughs> That's all right. You might like this one. I spent last night uh, clipping a bunch of fucking videos. And one of those videos was uh, for Night Vision, the Fred Williamson classic, which I highly recommend everybody watch because that movie is fucking awesome. But it code star your boy, Cynthia Rothrock, Joe. Have you ever seen Undefeatable? Shit, maybe I have. But I don't know. Sing it to me. Let me see what the fuck. Sing me a song, Lamson. Happy birthday, <laughs> RJD. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> no, that's R. <laughs> anorexic fuck. Not anorexic. <laughs> you know. Dyslexic idiot. Dyslexic. <laughs> So, yeah, this one's about uh, Cynthia Rothrock and her sister. Wink, she's not gay. And uh, she's uh, she hangs out with only Asian dudes. Like, it's a gang made up of Asian dudes and white chicks. So, you know, they're, fu- they're practically virgins. If you want to <laughs> hit it, it'll be a very tight situation to slip into. Anyways, uh... These street toughs are in the underground street fighting. Like the Lionheart, I think it was. Was that the Jean-Claude one? Where yes, it was. They, yeah. So, uh, old Lil Lionheart over here. She's fucking karate flipping men and shit and beating them up. And she's using this money to pay for her sister to go to college. She also works at a diner, but, you know, that's to pay the bills and shit. (laughs) You can't work at a fucking minimum wage job and think you can afford education. Don't be a silly bitch. Just isn't paying the bills. I better get a second job as a fucking waitress. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, across town, there's a fucking, like, an underground boxing champion. And he's a real piece of work, Joe. They call him Stingray because he floats like a butterfly and stings like a ray or something. <laughs> Anyways, old Bumblebee, his fucking wife leaves him because he's a fuckface. And he just loses it then, the Joe. And just any woman he sees that sort of kind of Looks like his wife, not really at all. Oh, she's a white lady with kind of brown hair. Let me kidnap her, torture her, and kill her. Wouldn't you know, Joe? This movie had... sounds great. <laughs> Joe, spoiler alert, would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyways, uh, you know, it finally happens and she gets old Cynthia's sister. Wink. So now Cynthia goes out on revengeance for this uh, eyeball collecting maniac. And uh, it's pretty great, Joe. <laughs> After watching it, I ordered the old Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray. There's supposed to be another cut on there and a bunch of special features, so... Stay tuned for that Blu-ray review. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, man. Like, uh, like, uh, I will watch any movie that old Cynthia Rothrock is in. Kind of like how you've been on this fucking uh, Fred Williamson, you know. But you've been a fan for oh, a long no. time. Oh no, and uh, Wings Hauser. But you're uh, kind of a recent, uh, a recent. What the fuck happened here? You froze, Tom. You froze. God damn. We're back now, Joe. All right. You'll watch Cynthia Rothrock just like I'll watch what? Animals fucking? Yes. Animals fucking or kids in the playground, you know, or things like that. Uh, no, like uh, the way you've been on this Fred Williamson kick. But as I was saying, you've been a Fred Williamson fan for quite a while, but you were a recent convert to Wings Hauser, and I know you're trying to absorb all of his library. I would say that's right, Joe. I just watched Dead Man Walking. Oh, I'm sorry, you were speaking. I would uh, say do the same for old Cynthia Rothrock. Quality shit. Quality. Yeah, I'm going to do Sworn to Justice this week. Funny enough, when I was cutting clips yesterday to upload to YouTube, I said that shit months ago. So maybe this time I'll actually watch it. (laughs) Uh, anyways, Dead Man Walking, the Wings Hauser classic, Joe. Yeah, the Academy Award nominated film. Yes, with your boy, Brian James. He's back, Joe. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it. If you need a cornball villain, he was the guy to fucking call for sure. <laughs> Just do shit like that, and everyone would get scared or laugh. It's still a reaction. It doesn't matter. Let's hire him. Anyways, whoa, shit. Is that you, Brian? With an <laughs> R-I-O-N? <laughs> so, are, were your parents the dickheads, or did you just think that was a cool stage name? <laughs> Anyways, Joe, Dead Man Walking. It's the fucking post-apocalyptic. It's not really post-apocalyptic. There's a virus that swept the world or maybe just the nation. I don't fucking know. Uh, It's a virus that'll slowly kill you. It's a virus called living. (laughs) Anyways, uh, some people get this virus. And they uh they don't show symptoms, and it's not transmittable, and they're called zero men. And uh, all the zero men become crazy, and they have an infatuation with death. So we go to this. It starts out. We see this bar that caters to zero men, and it's just like a bar where people are doing all different kinds of Russian roulette. Sure, you got the shit with the guns if you want to play classic Russian roulette 
Or, you know, you can try to defuse the time bomb. Usually you go over there. We got some fucking chainsaws hanging from ropes. And you fucking, the one guy puts it to his neck and you pull the rip cord. And that's where we find Wings Hauser. Or you can play Magic the Gathering and die of embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's where we see Wings Hauser playing the Magic the Gathering game. <laughs> and they're fucking pulling rip cords and it's tense. You're just like, oh shit, someone's going to get their fucking head cut off or something. Somebody does, but you don't see it. It would have been fucking awesome if you like saw it, Texas Chainsaw 2 style or some shit. But uh, it's a lot of goofy stuff like that. And then we cut to uh, old Jeffrey Combs playing Mr. Tibbs, driving his boss and her daughter through the plague zone, as they call it. And they get attacked by escaped convict Brian James with an R-I-O-N in his flunkies. And they kill the fucking boss guy, kidnap the fucking girl, and leave fucking old reanimator to go fuck animals or whatever the fuck he does. So he goes to this bar, hires Wings Hauser to get the fucking girl back for some reason. Probably just, you know, you shouldn't let women get kidnapped and raped that's probably a good reason to go and get them so it's just a old reanimator and wings hauser hunting down it's old reanimator and ramrod hunting down fucking house three it's pretty good joe it uh <laughs> it's pretty good it could be better like if there were some heavy gore in there yeah. there's some blood and shit but it's definitely worth a watch. So it starts out with these fucking idiots playing Russian roulette with a chainsaw. I mean, that's probably the best shit in the movie, but still, it's worth a fucking watch. Would recommend, Joe. Dead Man Walking. It's on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. That's where I watched it. What else do I got here? You think anything? Uh, probably. God damn. Oh, shit. You want to talk about the glory days of MTV? Sure. <laughs> like uh, last week, I talked about rewatching the Max and how they had all those fucking innovative animated shows like the early to mid 90s. That's where you would go for animation and shit because they were doing like the creative things and. That's kind of, that's where you would go in one of these shows that uh, I remember the first episode after like rewatching it. No, no, but uh, a character in this show is wearing an Aeon Flux shirt, I guess, because they didn't have to pay royalties for it. But downtown, Joe, it's, uh, it's a slice of life, cinema verte, whatever you want to call it type cartoon where it's just you know normal kids quote unquote living their lives but they get into wacky situations and it's all amplified and shit because it's animation and all that but it was pretty good but it's it's definitely a time capsule of late 90s for sure 
the uh just the look of it, the shit they were talking about and everything. It's fucking if you're a fan of the gay nineties, do I have a TV show for you? So if you're a Kevin Smith fan, would you like this? Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of uh, Mission Hill and uh, what's it, the Eltingville Club? Kind of those combined, but it's not as goofy. I don't know either of those, and I've never heard of Downtown either. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, I've obviously watched it before, if I remember the first fucking episode, but this popped up when I was looking up shit about the Max animated series to get some more information on that. So I was like, yeah, I'll watch this. And yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it's just a slice of life thing. This came out around, I think, the same time as Mission Hill. And it's fucking very similar. Mission Hill's just a little more goofy. And the color palette's a lot brighter and shit. But uh, if you like Mission Hill, definitely check this out. Because the shows are kind of pretty fucking parallel, really. But... For you, I don't know. It's a toss-up. Yeah. It's a toss-up. If it took place in the late 80s, I'd say, oh, yeah, maybe check it out, Joe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. We, yeah, we got this uh, generational difference, Tom. <laughs> it's a gap, if you in will. And then, Yeah, in fact, you're going to probably have to find somebody else to uh, do the show with you for the last 10 years of your life, because I won't be around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I got about three left. but yeah mtv used to fucking be the place to go for animation then they started the show and fucking tom green and jackass and then giving all the jackass people their own fucking once they started off shows shows, it was just like hey fuck them you know they were just like the real world and that shit and the the one with the fucking b movie stars it's like all right fuck you you're done you know Luckily, their sister company, Cartoon Network, came along and they started Adult Swim. And they had a good 10-year period where they were fucking doing some good shit with animation and all that. And then they started doing their live-action shit and went downhill. (laughs) And fucking Tim and Eric, fucking Lawyer Squad and that Eric Andre shit. I was just like, yeah, I'm fucking done. Except for Venture Brothers. Thought it was good. Yeah, you would. Mm-hmm. You would. It's that dry humor, Tom. You just don't understand the. No, no, it's the it's dry not that. British humor. You just like laughing at retarded crackers, as you so commonly refer to them. <laughs> I can't deny that. Hmm? I don't know. Joe. You like comic books? I've been known to enjoy a comic book on occasion. Do you like gore stories? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I barely remember these. uh, Guys may notice uh, down here, our our little border at the bottom has a little British silhouette, a skyline, you could say. And... uh, if you didn't know this before, that that fucking uh, Piccadilly Circus, uh, whatever you call that thing, Ferris wheel over there, they make theirs in an oval, not in a circle. 
So interesting, interesting shit. Uh, Tales from the Crypt season season seven, episode three. Tom, three. A so, slight case of murder. Like I said on Thursday, I guess when we were at the hotel, I watched these. So it's a little bit fuzzy. The thing is, I took my laptop so I could watch this. I forgot how shitty the uh, sound quality is in my laptop. I mean, you know how loud some of these cheap-ass hotels can be with the AC? You know? So I had to sync up the sound with my phone. And, you know, and it was a little bit off. But it's like watching like kind of a warped D, uh, VHS, you know, one that's been sitting in your car a little. So, hey, fuck it, you know. This is from that era, so fuck it, you know. We watch it like that, Tom. And tell us all about this great tale of writing and neighborly love and British bullshit and murder. So, just murder a little... Murder most foul, Tom. <laughs> just a little tip. If you're ever on the road and you're staying at hotels and you're bringing your laptop, bring an HDMI cable. Yeah, Just and keep that's it in your what bag. I should have done, yeah. for sure. I will be bringing one with me to Texas Honors Convention this <laughs> weekend, especially Friday, because I'm not going to have shit to do. So, uh, hey, 2023 movie reviews coming next week, Joe. A slight <laughs> case of murder. This is about a fucking grumpy bitch. She's in her fucking shitty little British cottage with peat moss and stones on the outside. And she's punching away on a typewriter. Probably something about vampires named Lestat or some shit. She's a woman, so that's what I'm assuming. Anyways, fucking... uh. I don't know. I was trying to think of that big fat lady from American Idol who was that ugly British broad. (laughs) Anyway, she comes over and asks to borrow some sugar. So uh, the writer licks her box and then kicks her out. No, before she does, she says, Oh, mate, I'm writing this book tonight. You want to give me any notes on my story? Yeah, I'll give you notes, love. Yeah, big fat cow. Probably can't write. Probably can't write because you got those hooves, yeah? Now get the fuck out of my house because I'm writing. It's a bunch of robots. <laughs> That's right. It's a bunch of robots. Belongs in the bin. Oh, shit. <laughs> Anyways, she fucks off. The other lady goes back to writing. And uh, her husband... Her ex-husband. I was a little confused on this shit myself. <laughs> uh, he shows up and, uh, you know, he's going to kill her, Joe. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he's because mad. She's a woman. That That's what she deserves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he thinks. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> So he whacks her in the head with a hot poker or some shit. He hits like a bitch, so he didn't really kill her. But mm-hmm. he thinks he probably that... plays Magic the Gathering. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, can't overextend my dice throwing arm. 
<laughs> it's just because those dices are heavier due to the multiple sides you see. Yeah, all them sides. <laughs> it adds weight to it. Anyways, this bitch hitting fuck drags her into the basement. This fucking... I guess the British don't finish their basements, and I'm not talking like throwing a fucking sofa and a pool table down there. I'm talking about they don't even put floors. Mm-mm. They go down into the basement, fucking and dirt. it's fucking dirt, son. So he fucking he fucks up his dice throwing arm, shoveling up shit, and uh, I didn't know fucking old Dave was gonna pop up in this episode. But fucking Dave pops up. He goes to the fucking house with a gun because he's fucking, he knows something's afoot, mate. And uh, he finds the lady dead in the basement. And he says, Oi! And he runs back upstairs. For some uh, cookies. He goes back to the house, gets a gun. Oh, yeah, he was bringing over cookies. That's bringing- right. Of cookies, yes. That because his mom's the big fat bitch who was the, asking for sugar. Cookies, yeah. yeah. So, uh, shit, I'm surprised I remember this. <laughs> well, we're helping each other out here. <laughs> <laughs> we each remember just pieces. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's fucking munching the cookies. He finds her dead in the fucking dirt basement. Whatever this fucking Ethiopian utopia (laughs) fucking he goes back out goes home to get his gun the fucking mom's not really paying attention she's looking at pictures or maybe story cards whatever the fuck she's fumbling yeah yeah so he goes back she's not down there anymore he hears the guy in the house they all get into a standoff. Oh, they shoot them. He shoots her. They shoot each other. And then the mom walks in just like, Boy, mate, this is almost just how I wrote it, love. Boy. And then everybody but her ends up dying. And you're left thinking, okay, is this like Corman's Calamity where he drew the comics and it came to life? but she's just like writing it out and this stuff actually happened or is it all kind of coincidence and she was just kind of writing it after the fact or piss poor Joe. (laughs) Yeah. This one, uh, Oh, for three right now. (laughs) I like the first one with the Uh, lady with the bird. No, I I would, uh, I'm going 0 for 3 on this. Yeah, this one fucking sucked. This, this was just fucking lame, not funny. not. And again, uh, and like I said, they use very little shit from uh, actual Tales from the Crypt. This one was another one from Vault of Horror. And changed totally. I don't know if for the better or not, but no. I don't, I, probably the original sucks too. Yeah, wasn't. So, Joe. Have you ever tried to escape? (laughs) Go! 
What is it good for? Let <laughs> me talk about this one now. All right. Okay, so this one is set in WWII. And it starts off with this uh, prison break. These Nazis are escaping from a POW camp. And all of a sudden, like, their captors come up on them and just shoot them all but one. Because this one Nazi had made a deal. Like, hey, I know when they're going to break out. You know, uh, I'll give you the plan. You show up, you get them, and you give me, you know, special treatment here in this POW camp. He gets back, and he finds that... uh, Hey, wait a minute. The regime has changed here. This is this other Brit that's uh that's in charge now. And he he's not playing. Like he's like, no, fuck you, man. I don't give a fuck. I ain't making no deals with no Nazi. Fuck you. Get the fuck back to, to camp. And you know what? The this POW camp seems pretty sweet, man. <laughs> like, like they got it kind of cool there. They got like some fucking nurses bringing them food and shit. They got their own beds. They hang around. Like to work oh. with their hands. Yeah, you know they don't. You know it's building caskets. Doesn't seem too bad. Doesn't seem too bad. But this other Nazi like has a plan. Like, hey, we're gonna break out of here. He's thinking. This the thing about this other Nazi is he uh. He really wants to be friends with this guy. Uh-huh. Even if the guy said something like, I'm getting kind of sick of you, but I'll let you hang out with me if you suck my dick. Yeah, it's a prison thing. It's a prison thing for sure. Want to uh, do some cheat clapping. But the guy's thinking, well, fuck, man. They're, they're doing another prison break. I'll probably bring it to the to the head dude now and uh, and still, you know, I'll get some special treatment. He's like, hey, thanks for letting us know, you fuck. Get the fuck back there. We're not dealing with no Nazis. I already told you that. So the guy figures, well, shit, I got to break out for real then. So he does. He puts this plan in motion to break out. And they're down in some cellars or some shit. This is where I'm kind of forgetting what happened. There's uh, tunnels underneath the camp Mm -hmm. that I don't know if, like, the other prisoners dug or they just had these tunnels built to escape, like, because it's war, so they needed, like, underground passages to get through, so maybe the tunnels were already there. Either way, the prisoners tell this guy about these fucking tunnels and said, you're a great escape artist. You need to come up with plans so you help all from us escapes. But he's only thinking about himself because he's yeah. a fucking Nazi, you see. So he he's, you know, he's doing some escaping with the guy who really wants to blow him. And uh he has enough of that shit because he's a fucking homophobe and punches him right in his cocksucker, throws it up and pieces out. And winds up in the uh infirmary or the hospital where yeah. uh one of the people who he set up at the beginning of the movie survived. Right. And it's supposed to be like a big thing that the uh, that lead Brit. 
Yeah. Yes. He doesn't want to get, if he doesn't want his cock sucked, he definitely doesn't want to get fingered. Right. <laughs> so he goes and fucking kills the guy in the hospital. And uh, the guy in the hospital is about to kill him until his little femboy buddy pops up and puts one in his computer, puts one in the guy who was going to finger the Nazi, kills him. And so he's just like, oh, mate, all right, you're all right. He unbuckles his britches, and then we cut, and it fades, and the guy wipes his mouth, and they go back down into the hole. And Back to you the know, after that moment of intimacy. Yes, they go back to escaping, Joe, and then they do until the old Henry happens. <laughs> What's that? I don't remember. Oh, the little gay guy in the leader oh, of the concentration camp. They were working together all the time just to lure this up. guy out so they can Set fucking him shoot him. Just like he did the other people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then everybody was released an hour later because it was <laughs> the end of the war. Uh, you know, I'm not sure that they kept uh, prisoners of war in Britain if they brought them back to the fucking island, but this episode was okay. Thought it was pretty good, Tom. Like, I would say now we are one for three on this because, uh, yeah, I, I dug it. I was like, Especially after watching them back to back with that <laughs> other one, it's pretty good. Yeah, I thought this one was definitely worse than uh, episode three, but I'll agree with you. We're one for three, but just not the uh, same episodes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, I guess I remember the uh, the. Crypt Keeper segment in this, he was kind of playing like an Arlie Ermy type. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he had a bunch of skeleton down, soldiers. Yeah. Talking shit to each of the skeletons wearing like a fucking uh, helmet and shit. He wasn't wearing a helmet. He was dressed in like the uh, Army Browns with the hat and the sunglasses. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Looked pretty good. <laughs> Looked pretty good <laughs> with all like those skeletons standing there with dirty clothes on. I think these opening segments are where all the money's going to maybe but i mean they they had the set built and the puppets and shit a good chunk of it but ah, you know i would like to see what they could do now hooking all the computer shit up to the mouth to make it articulate correctly because for the time it was pretty good but you watch this shit and Hello, everybody. The mouth is moving, but not really moving how it's talking. So, sure, there's movement in the mouth and all that, and it's fucking awesome, but sort of kind of lines up with what he's saying. Well, I'm sure John Casser's game. G-A-Y-M. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week, creeps, for another couple episodes. Episodes five and six, that is. Fuck yeah. But I'll say this. Uh, you know, they haven't been good. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I've been enjoying watching these more than I have fucking Nemesis or Hellraiser. That's for sure. These are short. 
They are. You know? Nice little in and out. Yeah, I can watch them both back to back and be fucking done with them. Mm-hmm. Forget what the fuck happened. Uh, hey, Joe. Yeah. You a fan of uh, Stegron the Dinosaur Man? Hey, Tom, before we get to that. Oh, shit. Spectacular Spider-Man. Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, number three. Okay, so last time, uh, the fucking main baddie had turned fucking heel on uh, Tarantula. Tarantula. is all fucking tied up. And shit. Like, he breaks out because he says, like, hey, I got these pointy boots. No rope can hold me. Breaks out of that shit. But still... The fucking the main baddie is revealed to be the light master. It's this guy that can control light or and shit or whatever. And uh so he kicks the tarantula's ass and decides, hey, I'm just gonna go and fuck up everybody I've been kidnapping. There's some more people I need to kidnap, and I'm gonna do that. And uh Spider-Man's just been like swinging around and whatever. And he gets home, and Flash Thompson is there with uh, Gloria. I don't remember her last name. Liz? No, Gloria, the, the black Old Red. So they decide, <laughs> oh, shit, let's all go eat. So they go to this new restaurant that Flash has been wanting to go to. Who's working there? I don't remember her name, but it's that Asian chick that uh, Flash met in Vietnam. Remember that, Tom? Oh, yes, Ping Lee. Yeah, Shoshana, whatever. <laughs> so, like, uh, he meets her. And it's like, he's freaking out. It's like, hey, where you been? Why did you leave me and everything? And then he leaves all in a fluster. So that that set up some shit there, man. And then... What did she say? She says, oh, no, Flash, no, don't look at me. And it's off. <laughs> don't hit me. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the fucking Italian guy that owns the restaurant kicks him out. Hey, get out of my place. Uh, hey, get out hey, of me. don't be racist. Yeah. And so then Spider-Man fights the Light Master. And just like they did in the last episode or last issue where the fucking Craven punched into a light switch and fucking electrocuted himself. This time, Lightmaster shoots into a fucking control board and electrocutes himself. That's it. That's the end of the story. But it's not bad. This one's actually pretty good. And what's freaky is not freaky. It's just like unusual. Well, no, not, it's freaky. Not even unusual for Marvel because they turn that shit around all the time. The first two parts of the story were written by jerry conway this part is written by jim shooter who would be uh the fucking marvel editor-in-chief and it's pretty good it's a pretty good story i dug it i dug it and this rolls straight into the next fucking issue of amazing spider-man's it's gonna be a holiday holocaust joe yeah it's a good thing to put on the cover of your fucking comic book <laughs> oh so we got uh stegron the dinosaur man the kidnapping dinosaur man versus lizard the lizard man everybody come see the lizard man so uh in this one spider-man recovers from getting his ass handed to him 
by uh, Stegron the Dinosaur, man. And uh, they fight, and Spider-Man wins the end. <laughs> Stegron like, has improved his technology to where he can fucking make the dinosaur. <laughs> the bones just... aren't just alive now. Now they yeah. have muscle and skin and right. eye. But for some reason, he still needs a lizard to do some shit. Like, he can't fucking... I don't know. It, it's dumb. Dumb fucking shit. And uh, we are. You're telling me Stegron, the dinosaur man, is dumb fucking shit? No, no, I'm not saying that, Tom. I mean, he's uh, somebody's beloved creation. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's stupid. Lead uh, Wine and Ross Andrews. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we we show again, like, hey, well, what the fuck has been James, Jameson been doing with this one college bitch? Like, what are they setting up? Like, what's his big plan? Another Spider Slayer. That's their big fucking stupid-ass, unoriginal piece of shit plan that will play out next issue. But Stegron, what happens to him? He's fucking hiding from Spider-Man like a little bitch. And fucking falls in the ice, the frozen it's ice, cold. in the Hudson River, and he dies or whatever. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he may be back in an issue of Marvel 2 and 1 or one of the <laughs> shitty annuals or something. I think we missed an annual somewhere, too. I'll find out. We'll, we'll check. We'll check on okay. that. I don't think we did, though. The thing that... uh. I'm going and it tells you what the next one is. Okay. Like if it is an annual or not. So I think we're okay. Or a well, this giant guy does Spider-Man comic books. He's pretty good at putting it all together. And like uh, kudos to that dude. Like mm. he even has like the Spider-Man Superman's crossover. Uh-huh. And uh, like anything that Spider-Man was in. Because he like had What If and the fucking Marvel Super Stories. You know, so he had, a, he had your ass up there? That's not nice, huh? <laughs> hey, Joe, you like lists? Not really. <laughs> what, are you a fucking racist? No, no, not at all. Number one, Eminem. No, you're not, are you? Number one, Kid Rock. All right, so this was your idea. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so Tom suggested our favorite rappers. So at number five, as a group, and I know Tom is familiar and a big fan of this, uh, the Chicago Bears Shuffling Crew, <laughs> who had the big hit, uh, I don't remember what it was. The Super Bowl Shuffle. Super Bowl Shuffle. Yeah, so you had everybody singing. You had the Refrigerator, William Perry. You had uh, Jim McMahon. No, yeah, Jim McMahon, who went on to make one movie. You had, uh, who the fuck was on that team? Walter Payton, you know. Very good team of football players, but even a better 
Raffin crew. Joe, my number five people would consider the godfather of rap. And this would be Rudolph Ray Moore. Have you heard of him? I have. I've heard him singing a lot. I heard him sing a lot more than I've heard him rap. But he's uh he's called the godfather of rap, so he had to make the list there, Joe. Okay. I'll accept that, Tom. Thank you. At number four, I'm going with Thugnificent. From a show called The Boondocks. Now, this is a fucking great rapper here. If you're not familiar with his shit, familiarize yourself with that. What was his big hit, Joe? What's your number four, Tom? It was Do the Homies, if I remember. <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to go through and rewatch that whole series. He had again. Riley wearing a skirt. <laughs> Tom froze again. But that's okay. Tom froze, but that's okay. Nobody's listening to shit. Oh, Tom's back. Two people are. Tom's back. What you two know, people what, are. Is he rolled like a an eight or something to see if he could come back? <laughs> Curses! <laughs> Magic the gathering shit there. Mm-hmm. Resplendid. <laughs> Joe. Oh, fuck magic. (laughs) My number four, people say, invented dirty rap. (laughs) He would rap dirty, if you will. And that would be Blowfly, the world's baddest radio edit. Uh-huh. He's just slightly above Rudy Ray Moore because I've actually heard Blowfly rap before. I, he uh, sings a lot, though, too. So, like, every time I never saw Blowfly perform, but there would always be times when people would tell me, hey, fuck yeah, Soulfly is coming. And I would always think, Blowfly is coming? Fuck yeah. Like, no. It wasn't. It wasn't him. Soulfly. Soulfly (laughs) with their stupid logo. So I was (laughs) very disappointed every time I heard that. Well, if you want to see Blowfly, keep your eyes out for uh, (laughs) the re release of the hit motion picture Fisted, which I have a sneaking suspicion is going to be retitled. But we will see, Joe. We will see. Tom, at number three, we're going back to those British Isles, back to England, because, you know, rap isn't just fucking something from America. It's international. (laughs) For real. I'm talking about Ali G. (laughs) Respect. Respect. (laughs) 
probably known more for his interview prowess, you know, but it was a rapper too, you know? Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard him rap it all right. Ali G the movie. Ali G in the house is what it was called. That's right, it was. That's the gentleman who directed the menu, yeah. if you you're, you're a fan, because he's white. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't consider those people one. <laughs> Bunch of fucking sand. <laughs> Anyways, Joe, what are we on? Uh, three. With such hits as Trapped in the Closet and Run from the Other F Words. One of your favorites from, I think, last week. Yes. Or the week before, Joe. Gangsta. Well, you know. Gangsta. Mm-hmm. I guess you picked the wrong fucking fuck with. Mm-hmm. Run from the... Mm-hmm. Run from the... <laughs> Resting in power, man. AIDS is a terrible disease and it is should have wrapped it up. It really is. Instead of fucking busting a guy's cheeks open and having his anals bleed in your dick hole. I think that's how it happens. <laughs> Tom, at number two, I have a uh, a gentleman that goes by <laughs> Nam de Plur of gangsta homosexual F word. Uh, while other people were hiding in the closet, this homosexual F word was out there. Out there, Tom. Uh, and showing, like, you don't have to be a Magic the Gathering playing homosexual F word. Because if they kill your lover, then you need to go out there and get back. Get back. Now I'm standing here with my dick in his hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, such erotic lyrics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Joe, my number two is rock rap. Some would listen to it when you're stoned. With the uh, hit song, (laughs) What Time Is It? It's Ben Grimm. Oh, what time is it? It's clobbering time. Oh, what time is it? Hey, it's clobbering time. Mm. First time I heard that thing rap, I knew my heart was (laughs) stolen forever. It's like they were singing to you. They were. They were. At number one, Tom. And this should come to no surprise, (laughs) as no surprise to people that follow this show. Parappa the Rappa. Fuck. This motherfucker is salt in the flies. Flies. Fries. Flipping the burgers. He's doing everything. 
good shit, man. Good shit. I hope they put it out on vinyl. I want to put it on fucking scratch it. Yeah. Mm. Kick, punch. It's all in your mind. Mm-hmm. If you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find. Mm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking level. Well, Joe, I wish we had more fucking, you know, entries into this, but, you know, wishing only gets you so far, and we're at the last one. And uh, my number one was what you would call a wish master. He was also a hamburger boy who sat at the top of the stairs or at least had dreams of sitting at the top of the stairs. And that is Skilo, Joe. Skilo. He wishes he had his day because every day would be a Friday and you could even speed on the highway. You know, he wishes, Joe. I wish. I wish I was a little bit taller. Wish I was a baller. Classic. Classics never die. Unfortunately, Skilo bled into another guy's <laughs> dick hole. <laughs> Allegedly. Just kidding. I made that up. Don't sue me, big money Skilo. <laughs> Until you sang it, that little whisper. Like, oh, okay, that motherfucker. I wish. All right. Yep. He had a good three month run. <laughs> So what are we doing next week, Joe? When we talk about our most hated, the dumbest as fuck, the silliest musical instruments out there. Come write this list right now, but Tom's frozen, which I might as well fucking do it. Oh, well, I'm not not frozen at all. I was just oh, I thought I had the shitty list. That's all right. Everybody, dwnproductions.net, masks, bus, props, custom work, all that shit. Uh, if you order now, I will greatly appreciate it. Probably won't be able to get your stuff out till August, but still the website does say four to six weeks, so it will be in the allotted time. That is stated on the website. Once again, dwnproductions.net. And if you are watching this live or the week that it is, that it goes out or goes up, mm-hmm, erection style, and you will be in the Dallas area, which you won't be, head on out to a Texas Hunters Convention. I will be there looking miserable as fuck. Hopefully, uh, Drinking beer that I smuggled in. Thank you. Thank you. That go to fastcustomshirts.com. Order some shirts if you want. Hey, if you don't want and you need some custom work, fastcustomshirts at gmail.com and send me, like, if you need some custom work, send me what you want, but don't send me no bullshit. You know, don't send me like something that's done on fucking 72 resolution fucking rate that everybody sends me because you don't know like hey that's the default that's good for making fucking business cards or something this tiny you want a shirt 
300 at least. Yeah, fucking at least. Start out with that shit. Make a new file. Start out with that shit. Fix it up. And uh, if you're paying a fucking artist and they don't know to do that... You're paying the wrong artist. Beat the fuck out of them. Yeah. Because they're fucking dumb. And they're not an artist. They may be an artist, but they don't know how to do shit for other mediums. And I get sick of that shit. Because, like... Anyway... (laughs) fastcustomshirts.com come on over to texas author con i know you won't that's fine you don't <laughs> they got a better shot of going to the hunters convention <laughs> yeah, show. Go to the hunters <laughs> convention. that's fine you know uh tom will be there and whatever we're i don't know anyway fuck it it's tom would uh and next week again it will be a monday show because of the conventions I don't know where I'll be. Maybe I'll be at Joe's. Maybe I'll be on the road. I have no idea, but we will find out Sunday. Until then, Joe, do you have anything else to say? I would say... Don't, don't, don't yet. Hold on. Everybody, have a great week. I know Joe doesn't give a fuck about wishing you all well, because he's a wishing well. But I do, and I hope everybody has a great week. Thanks for checking this out. And, Joe, now you can hit them with the, oh, shit, magic. Boy, Gob. Shit, I got to hit it. Don't worry, I'll edit this out. Boy, Gob. The song, Oh, I'm going to hold. Who needs home?